Mother's Day tomorrow and communion. Is there a place for those two, these two unique celebrations in the same weekend? I thought I'd take a few minutes between the foot washing and our communion or partaking of the elements to spend a reflection time on Jesus and his mother. Luke 1. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Does anybody know what part of the Mary story this is? Yes. Yeah, Elizabeth said the angel visit. Elizabeth's pregnant. And now Mary gets the angel visit. And I thought I would start off with this beginning interaction. Here is Mary exemplifying her faith. And the first thing I want to say about Mary is that Mary was not a saint. Mary was not a unique human being. She was just another woman following God. And I want to mention that because sometimes we we can spiritualize and, and create these imaginary pictures of Bible characters. And we think, oh, you know, there, and we build this big image of them. And then we look at ourselves and we say, but poor me, I'll never, you know, I can't do the Mary thing or the Joseph thing. So I wanted to hold up to you this morning as we reflect just for a few minutes on Mary and Jesus that especially for the ladies here this morning, this is a moment for you to be reminded that you have the same opportunity to be intimate with Jesus. The same grace that Jesus offered his mother in person is offered in the companionship of Jesus to you. I want you to take that away today. As, as mothers specifically, not just mothers, but as ladies specifically today, and even as mothers, that as we move to, in just a, you know, a few minutes, move to partaking of the bread and the wine, that you would pause to remember the unique grace that God gives you as women and that God gives those mothers among us too. You have challenges And today's communion is a special reminder for you that the grace of God goes with and sustains you in your journey. So here is Mary, and she is responding in magnificent faith. Let it be, God, I'm just here. What an example to all of us of responding to the grace of God. Let's go to the next slide. This is just a short while later. This is Mary's declaration and what's called Mary's song. One line from that. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Here is this mother of Jesus. She is reaffirming her faith in God's word. You know that's true for you, true for us today. God's word will come true. The promises that God has left you will come true. They're dependable. 
Let's go to another piece of the Mary story this morning. This is chapter 1. Again, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. I made a little gaffe. The words before were words of Elizabeth to Mary. These words are from the Magnificat, um, Mary's song. I love this picture as Mary is declaring that God will lift her up. As she focuses and trusts in God, she recognizes that you don't have to be someone special to be sustained by God, to be upheld by God. In fact, she observes that the lowly maid servant is the one who is lifted up. So for all of you, and especially this morning, mothers, sometimes a mother can be overwhelmed with feelings of inadequacy. I don't know if that happens to mothers. My wife experiences that, and our kids are still teens. I don't know if that happens to mothers who have children who are adult children. I'm guessing that all of us struggle with inadequacy at some point or another. Mary's song reminds us that God looks out and looks after, especially the, low, the lowly, the weak, the struggling. So wherever you're at, whatever you're wrestling with, you are not forgotten. Whether you're the mother trying to wrangle those little munchkins, or whether you're the mother with grandkids or children in between, carrying that burden, Jesus notices, pays attention, and sustains you. Let's continue the story. This next text finds us, Luke chapter 2, Jesus and his parents have gone to the temple. This is an interesting story because they're there for Passover. Jesus, with his parents, 12 years old, Mary and Joseph, um, Passover finishes, and they head home. Three days into the journey, Mary and Joseph have noticed that Jesus hasn't been showing up, and uh, they're thinking he's with some other relatives or some other friends that he's okay And um, then they go to look for him, and it takes them three days to find him. They find him in the temple teaching. This interchange is interesting. So when they saw him, they were, what's the word? Amazed. And his mother said to him, son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. So interestingly, Mary... Jesus' mother is the one who addresses her son, Jesus. What's happened in the story? Mary, do you pick it up, is blaming Jesus for her carelessness. Now, maybe she's not really thinking this through, but you pick it up. It's Jesus' fault that he's not with his parents But you know the truth is, Jesus had been entrusted to Mary and Joseph, and Mary and Joseph had dropped the ball. Now, why do I bring up this story? Here, this is a very normal 
mother-son interaction, very normal parenting where mothers, fathers, of course, sometimes drop the ball, which is why I put this in there. The story of Jesus and his mother, again, for mothers especially today, reminds you that even when you drop the ball, God's grace is there to meet you. Jesus and his mother had a deep relationship. In fact, after this interaction, the Bible says that Mary treasured those things in her heart. She kept learning as she grew. Let's go to the next text, not Luke 2. We're going to go, I believe, John chapter 2 is next. This is fascinating because Jesus and, or Jesus has not begun his official ministry yet. No big miracles. And it's interesting that the first miracle in the ministry of Jesus, John calls them signs. The first sign of Jesus' ministry was performed at a prompt from his mother's faith. They're at a wedding feast in Cana, John 2 tells us, and the wine has run out, and we find ourselves here in verse 5 where his mother says to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Does that, does that ring any bells if you remember back in the first text, the Luke 1 text? Mary says, may your word be fulfilled to me, your maidservant. So this kind of trusting faith must have been a hallmark of Mary's Christian life. And then the miracle happens. The first miracle prompted in response to a trusting mother. I think it's fascinating this, this Mary-Jesus relationship because the Jesus to whom Mary gives birth is also the one who is her Redeemer. Isn't that quite a juxtaposition? Fallen Mary gives birth to the one who's come to redeem her fallenness. And remember, this is not Saint Mary. This is not Mother Mary. This is Mary Jane Sarah, common Mary, common woman. The only difference between you and Mary, if you're a lady and a mother specifically, is that she did have the privilege of raising Jesus personally. Like she had that privilege. But outside of that physical mothering, teaching him to walk and read and those kinds of things, the intimacy, relational intimacy, the sustaining grace is not unique to the Mary story. So while you don't get to raise Jesus in that sense that Mary did, there's a fascinating text in Matthew. So go to that text in Matthew because I want you to notice this. Really important text. People come to Jesus and they say, listen, your family wants to see you. Jesus' response to them is found here in Matthew chapter 12. Here are my mother and my brothers. And he's pointing to the people around him, not to the actual gen genetic family waiting outside, but to the people listening to him. Here 
are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. You and I have the privilege of that kind of intimacy. Jesus wants to know you like he knew his mother. He responds to your faith like he did to the faith of Mary at that feast in Cana. That kind of intimacy is what's on offer and what's promised. And then we come to the end of the Jesus story. This is back in John. John chapter 19. Jesus is on the cross. There is a crowd at the foot of the cross, a crowd spreading around the cross. And in the middle of his suffering, before he breathes his final breath, Jesus notices two figures. Now he's suffering. There's blood that's been in his eyes, so his sight is going to be compromised to some degree. His mental energy is definitely compromised. But in spite of those circumstances, when he looks down, he doesn't fail to notice his mother and his beloved disciple, John. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her to his own home. Simple word for mothers, especially today, and then the rest of us. Jesus cares for you. He looked down from the cross and made sure in the middle of his suffering that his mother would be well taken care of. He trusted her to the care of John. And John took good care of Jesus' mother. Jesus sees you, whoever you are. In those moments when you feel like you can't pray, He sees the cry from your heart. In those times when you are praying desperate prayers, Jesus hears those cries. Because remember that text in Matthew? Here are my brother, my mother, my father, my sister. The ones who do the will of my Father in heaven, that's my family. In other words, the intimacy that Jesus had with his mother is the intimacy he wishes to have with you as you walk the road of life. And I want you to keep that in mind as we wrap up our communion service, as you take the bread and the wine that's a physical reminder of the intimate relationship, of the redemptive work that Jesus is doing, has done for us. We hope you were blessed by today's message. For more content or to connect with us, visit us online at brunswickadventist.church.com.